coming up. He just stuck out to me as somebody who was genuine and uh, warm. We hope you can see how much we love Kevin and how much we valued him. He's a nice boy. Everybody likes him. <laughs> For Vault Studios, I'm Will Johnson. You're listening to The Daily Crime. Twenty-six-year-old Kevin Zhang was shot and killed in the Goatville section of East Rock Saturday night. Multiple witnesses confirm hearing between three to six shots. Uh, I heard a gunshot, a woman scream, several shots after that. Waited about a minute, came out and saw the body lying there. It it seemed like just an assassination is what it seemed like. I mean, it didn't seem like it was something random. I'm still shaking up about it, it all night, just... We were all in disbelief. I, I feel for him. I really feel for him, and, and I, I hope they bring the people who did it to justice. Just a few months ago, in early February of this year, a young Yale grad student was shot and killed. He was just 26 years old. I'm joined by Tony Terzi from Fox 61 in Connecticut. Tony, I understand Kevin Zhang was also newly engaged. Yeah, yeah. He, In fact, he had just proposed to... Uh, his girlfriend, and uh, Zion Perry is her name. She was a grad student at Yale. He was a grad student. They had met uh, about a year before that, and uh, he proposed to her the week before he was shot dead out in front of her apartment. And that was in, in New Haven. And he, he's, so he's going to school, and is his apartment close to the college? Is it on the grounds of the school or nearby? It's nearby. It's in the East Rock neighborhood of New Haven. And there are a lot of Yale employees and students that live in that uh, particular upscale neighborhood in New Haven. And before we get into at least what we know about that, that day, what can you tell us about Kevin, other than, you know, he was, you know, a young guy in grad school, engaged, and, you know, from, I have to say, just looking at him, just looks like just a, a nice, sweet guy. He, and that's exactly how he was described by people. Sweet, sincere, salt of the earth, and he was very, very religious. He was a member of a Baptist church in New Haven where he and Zion were to be married. He came, uh, was an undergrad student at the University of Washington, came east with his mother, in fact, and uh, lived with his mother in uh, West Haven, which is the town next door. And he and Zion were on their road to uh, a wonderful future together when it was cut short exactly a week after he proposed to her. Were you uh, on, on the job when this shooting this murder took place. Can you tell us about what, what investigators were talking about or at least anything they knew? Well, there, there was quite a bit of surveillance video. They were able to pinpoint a car and the occupants of the car. And it turns out within an hour after that shooting in New Haven, in the neighboring town of North Haven, police got a call a 911 call saying, hey, there's a car stuck on some railroad tracks. And so police checked it out, and they noted that this guy, Chin Shuan Pan, who ended up being the suspect 
in this murder. They encountered him in this car that had gotten stuck in some railroad tracks. Weren't sure exactly how or why, but the tow truck operator who came was kind enough to give him a ride to a nearby hotel because police said his car checked out as registered. He had a valid driver's license. Initially, the story was they didn't check him out, and that's how he got away. And North Haven police say, no, that's not true. Um, So he was dropped off at a nearby hotel. They told him spend the night. The car was damaged. It would need to be fixed. And then several hours later, North Haven police got a call from a Massachusetts agency saying, by the way, we saw you run the plates on this particular car, and this car is stolen. And they're like, what? So they went back to the hotel to find this King Shuan Pan, who ended up being a 29-year-old graduate student at MIT, and we'll get more into his background and just fits. They go back to the hotel. He's gone. In fact, they said, the hotel attendant said he hadn't even checked into his room. He checked into the hotel, but just went down the hallway and out the back, and apparently someone picked him up or he Ubered back to Massachusetts. You know, by the time police got things together, they, you know, he he had vanished. For the homicide that occurred on February 6, 2021, at approximately 8.33 p.m. on Lawrence Street, case number 21-4538, the New Haven Police Department's homicide unit is looking for Mr. King Swan Pong. Uh, the North Haven Police Department came in contact with Mr. Pong soon after our homicide. He is currently a person of interest in our investigation, but I want to make sure you know that he is currently not, not uh, wanted on that homicide. He's an MIT graduate student. He's been enrolled at MIT as a grad student for some six years. Well, it turns out a year before the engagement, there were pictures that surfaced recently that were from a year before the engagement to Kevin Jong that Zion Perry, Kevin Jong's fiance, was an undergraduate student at MIT. And she was pictured at a party with King Shuan Pan. Now, she claims to police that it was casual conversation and it was a casual friendship, nothing close whatsoever. But speculation is that he had uh, a bit of a thing for her. Police say that they don't have any evidence that Zion Perry and the suspect communicated any time after last May when she graduated from MIT, but there is speculation that the engagement uh, triggered his uh, act that he allegedly took part. Okay, so we have a, a connection there. And also to back up to the, the, the murder, does he just, as far as we know, just walk up to him in broad daylight and, and shoot him? Here's the deal. It was dark. It was about 8 o'clock. Kevin had just left his fiance's house. He's in his car, and he gets bumped from behind. So 
people say, oh, okay, maybe it was a road rage thing before they knew what happened. He was purposely bumped from behind, and police say it was King Shuan Pan who did it. Kevin Zhang allegedly got out of his car to say, hey, you know, what up? And that's when he was gunned down. Any sign of, of the weapon or a, a search for a gun? What happened with that? There was the search for the gun. They searched the railroad tracks area, thinking that Pond had dumped it where he got stuck by the railroad tracks. Didn't find any evidence there. There was some evidence recovered at an Arby's restaurant right next door to the hotel where he stayed. And new information tonight, sources telling Fox 61 both North Haven and New Haven police have visited the Arby's restaurant on Route 5 in North Haven multiple times in connection with the investigation. We have also learned they've visited Sims Metal in town. Neither police department will comment more, citing the ongoing investigation. Uh, tonight, Arby's also declining to comment. Police are not saying exactly what was found, but there was a bag that was dumped by the dumpster of this restaurant, and it allegedly contains some evidence. That hasn't come out yet as to exactly what that evidence is. But again, that restaurant is right next door to the hotel. So the assumption is he ran out of the hotel, dumped the bag by the dumpster, was picked up there, and then headed back to his parents' house in Massachusetts. So just to remind our listeners, this happened in early February. We're, all, we're almost now two months down the road. What's been going on with the search? Any clues, any sign of them? How are they going about uh, looking for this guy? So here's the deal. In Massachusetts, he apparently picks up his mother and his father. All three of them, King Schwan, uh, his mother and father, get in the car and they start heading south. And the reason they know this is they track their phones. Uh, Mr. Pond, the suspect, left his phone at his parents' house. His mother's phone was tracked all the way to North Carolina, and then at that point, it was disabled. They found out that, obviously, using the technology on, on freeways, they spotted the mother's car at various points in the Carolinas, Georgia, perhaps even in Tennessee, and the U.S. Marshals apparently spotted and other authorities in the Atlanta area in a Chinatown sort of section, they spotted Pan and his family, but for whatever reason, they were never able to apprehend him. And a day or so later, they encounter the parents on their way back to Massachusetts. The authorities did, the Georgia State Police and U.S. Marshals. And they stopped them just south of the North Carolina, uh, I'm sorry, the Georgia border. They talked to the parents, trying to find out things. Parents weren't terribly cooperative. But I asked the U.S. Marshals, why did you not take them into custody as accessories? And they said, we have our reasons. Um, in other words, they assume at some point they're going to make a mistake, and it's better to have them out there. They don't believe these people are a threat. Um, but now they thought they had him cornered in Georgia. And a couple of weeks later, 
they issued uh, they went from a five thousand dollar reward to a ten thousand dollar reward, and they said the search is now not focused on just Georgia, it's nationwide. Police sources confirming to Fox 61 that they've secured an arrest warrant in the death of a Yale student. According to law enforcement sources, police intend to charge Chin Chuan Pan with murder. Pan is not yet in custody, but sources say he, when he is found, his bond will be set at $5 million. Police have been searching for Pan for weeks. He was originally considered a person of interest and was wanted for questioning in the death of Kevin Jiang. And this guy is a dual citizen uh, of both China and the U.S., so the fear is that he could have run for the southern border. And um, so, you know, they, they obviously reached out to Chinese authorities and let them know what was going on and who they were looking for. But uh, to this point, you know, as you mentioned, almost two months later, no sign of him yet. But the, uh, the U.S. Marshals say, you know, it's not that unusual when you have these types of searches that we're involved in. Many times they can go for a year. And, and, and then something presumably might might come up. Right. All right. Well, Tony Terzi, I hope you'll keep us posted on uh, any developments in this case as they come along. Very interesting. Thank you, Will. Thanks once again for listening to The Daily Crime. We're here every weekday, Monday through Friday. Check out our full lineup of shows, including Bardstown and The Officer's Wife, at vaultstudios.com. For Vault Studios, I'm Will Johnson.